EOTM Radio. Entrepreneurs on the move. Reshaping lives for a better tomorrow. Hey everybody, what's going on? This is your boy T'Angelo, and we are chilling here at the Kicker Spot. What an interesting week we have had. Is it just me? I think it was just it was it was it was all it was all it was all over the place. It was a lot this week. I'm gonna have to just keep it real with you guys. This past week has been like stressful. I couldn't believe it, but I'm so happy I'm here to chill out with you guys for this beautiful evening. Oh, I'm telling you. When when things get stressful, they just when when the ball goes down, the stressful soup it just goes and goes and goes. And I've been having family issues, relationship issues, health issues, not to mention life design issues. We got to talk about life design, you guys. You design your lifestyle. That's a um, new approach to goal setting that I've recently part, uh, started to do, and I think it's really awesome. We'll talk about it later. Um, tonight, you guys, we are going to let all of these issues and stress go. Just, all right. We're going to let it go. We're going to have a blast. And this is what we're going to do. Because outside of all this stressful stuff, I did manage to have a wonderful birthday month. It's still going on. Yes, it's still going on. Okay. Um, I managed to go out on a cute little date where uh, we experienced dinner and a movie. It, this restaurant actually had this great offer where for two, um, you got dinner for two and two movie tickets for only $35. Yeah. Look at Veronica now. She over there. Yeah, I know. I, I told you I had that coupon in my email. Anyhow, so um, they had the coupon in the email, and I had to, you know, grab it. For $35, you get, you know, a full dinner and um, you, get a full, you get a full dinner and two movie tickets. Awesome. And the restaurant was one of my faves, so she asked me what restaurant. It was BJ's. BJ's Brewery? No, the one in Century City with that AMC over there. Yeah, I love the Century City Mall. They have a great H&M I didn't even know. I heard it's been there for a while, but I hadn't been inside. And the men's section, the men's section was great. It had a lot of great options. They are bringing the blazers and the suits out in a major way. Yeah, no, no. The Belly Center is great also, but I'm just saying it's in the city as well. Anyhow, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so um, it was awesome. And then um, we, as far as the movie, we went and saw The Conjuring. I mean, The, Con- yeah, the Conjuring. That's what it's called, right? The Conjuring. Yes, it is The Conjuring. I went and saw The Conjuring, and it was really good. I'll tell you guys about that later. You really want to check it out. I've, I've heard great things, and I saw it, and I, too, enjoyed myself. Um. As I mentioned, this is my birthday month. You call it my birth month. And it is still going strong. For those who don't know, I do celebrate my birthday all month long, not just the day itself. And so I'm over excited because this, all this, you know, all this birthday stuff is so much fun. I'm having a blast. And matter of fact, Granny had recently surprised me with, um, she took me with her to go to the store. I'm thinking we want to go to the store and pick up whatever little trinkets or whatever she needs. But instead, we picked up me a new flat screen TV. Awesomeness! Come on down. 
and I didn't have to pay the taxes on it afterwards. Uh, yeah, living life to the fullest, you heard? So anyhow, this is awesome, excited. And that's just a recent thing, you guys. I'm not discussing all the things that happened before then, but that's just one of the more recent ones. So uber excited. <sighs> I know, I know. I told you. We're going to just blow all that extra stress out and have a blast. So if you guys are having wonderful, great things happen to you, be sure to post them on the Tangelo Live Facebook page. I love to read positive good things. Also, you guys, be sure to join Team Piangelo today. You have to join Team Piangelo. So go to Tangelo.com and join today. It's a little green button there that says join Team Tangelo. And I would love to have you. Um, living life to the fullest. Also, um, we have the Celebrity Hub. We have, I'm sorry, I'm getting off thinking about the rest of the show. It's going to be a lot of fun. On Hollywood is really buzzing these days. There's so much going on. I think, you know, when summer happens, you know, when the summer comes, people kind of get a little bit crazier than usual, I think. So it's kind of different because it's kind of different stuff happening in the summer, but then when winter comes, there's a whole different type of drama because it's like indoor drama versus outdoor drama. I don't know. At least here in California, there's, we have those options. We, we know we're outdoors all the time. Anyhow, I'm sorry. So, you guys, as I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm going to have a blast. I'm really going to hang out. Like, I'm hanging out tonight. I'm not going to rush myself. I'm not going to trip over the format and if I just make a left. I'm just going to have fun because, like I said, we get to chill out. It's the kicking spot, right? I'm always up in arms. Let me throw my feet. Give me that. I'm going to put my feet up. There we go. I can use my stomach. Okay, I'm, a, you guys, I'm sorry. I'm going to take a break and give me a scarf. So you guys continue to hang out here with your host, your boy, T'Angelo. And as we hang out here and talk about, you know, whatever is on my mind. And if you guys happen to have a thought or two, please feel free to give us a call here at the show. Um, if it's a topic that you want to cover, you know, that I'm not covering tonight, just call in live. All right, you guys? The number here is 718-664-6543. It's your boys, welcome to the kicking spot. It's your boys, it's your boys. I'm your host, T'Angelo. T'Angelo. Why did I have a visual? I was partying to the break of dawn. How about the who recorded the video? T'Angelo. OMG. It's kind of sporadic. So, no. Okay, for better words. Apparently, I'm eager to when I talk about myself all the time. Go, What's up, everybody? To the kicker spot. I'm your host, T'Angelo. Indeed, I am, and indeed, you are here at the kicker spot. So, um, tonight, you guys, in matters of the heart, I'm going to cover a topic that I realized I've never really discussed, and it's one of the main topics in relationships. So, matters of the heart topic tonight is going to be: Are you dating a cheater? Let's talk about it. And then tonight. On the kicker spot, we will be doing a salute to heroes, and it's at those times. Excuse me, it's at that time where we um, take a moment to just show homage and appreciation to those servicemen and women who sacrifice themselves to ensure that we have the freedoms that we get to exercise today. And to help us do this, we will be visited by Dr. Kevin P. Ryan, retired Air Force Colonel and now book author. He has his recent release, which is when the excuse me when rumor is excuse me 
when tumor is the rumor and cancer is the answer. Okay, so we'll be discussing when tumor is the rumor and cancer is the answer, which is a great book because when it comes to health, we all want to make sure we're healthy. And in the times where something like this may occur, we want to be informed and prepared to, you know, get the best um, medical attention we can have. And in some cases, more importantly, be a great support system for our family and friends who happen to um, run into something like this, okay? Um, and then don't forget, you know, we will be hanging out talking about the Celebrity Hub. It's some great things happening, you know, in Hollywood, like I mentioned. So before we get into all things celebrity and the salute to heroes, we have to stop by these matters of the heart. So during this segment, you guys, like I said, we're talking about relationship topics and you know what, let's not waste another minute. Let's talk about relationships. You are now tuned in. You are now tuned in to the chicken spot. Spot, 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 spot. Chicken spot. And I'm your boy, T'Angelo. Jalo, Jalo, Jalo. <laughs> All righty, you guys. So, hey, Terrence, how are you? One of the homies. One, yeah, I am. We're on the air. We're live. Chilling at the chicken spot. <laughs> okay, you guys. So, um we are let's discuss this. Are you dating a cheater? Let's talk about it. This is gonna be really interesting. I love this, you guys. It's gonna be great. Okay, so watch this. A few signs to know that you're dating a cheat a cheater, okay? Just a couple, I'm not gonna give you too much. My list got longer and longer, but I'm gonna just do a couple that I'm gonna point out today. Because I believe there's a lot of signs. Some of you can read too deep into, but anyhow. Changes in appearance. Mm-hmm. Just in one's appearance. If physical involvement and renewed interest in um, your mate's, you know, attire and a body and stuff just all of a sudden changes, this is an obvious clue. Because if they get all of a sudden really interested in going to the gym, all of a sudden they wear new clothes, you know, purchasing stuff they never wore before, and, you know, they're buying new stuff at a very alarming rate, you might want to question if your boyfriend is suddenly, like, you know, having a life, a midlife crisis, or maybe not. See, if you notice that, you know, for years he's had this unibrow and he's never changed the unibrow and you mentioned it to him, and all of a sudden one day he's like, babe, you're right, I just got my unibrow. Mm-hmm. Who are they really making all these appearances for? Okay? Check them, check them, check them. What, what are all these enhancements for all of a sudden? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's one sign. Another one is routines are no longer routine. Remember the day when you used to be able to predict your man's every move and the calls came in at a certain time, arrivals and departures were kind of steady, it flowed, but all of a sudden, the texts that you used to get incoming, more so he's texting more frequently than he used to, all of a sudden he's working late, arriving at the house at all weird hours, and then when you do question the situation, he kind of gets like, you know, really like, Weird about it, like why? why I mean, I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm just, I just got home, and then worst of all, makes this question you ask into a full blown argument just to avoid, just to avoid being pinned down into a corner and having to answer your questions. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a real good sign. That's a good sign. Now, this is probably one of the. I'm, I'm gonna come back to that one. Hold on, I'm gonna come back to that one. Another sign is increased text messaging and need for privacy. You guys know that this technology world can prove to be your worst enemy, okay? The cheating evidence is there in black and white or whatever font your phone is. 
Okay, emails create all kind of trails that you can go ahead and find and stumble upon. And if the person cheating isn't smart enough to double delete their work, oh, it can be pulled up. It can be found. And if you go looking for it, you will bump into it. So, yeah, if all of a sudden text messaging and privacy is up, like randomly putting, you know, passwords on your phone all of a sudden, oh, yeah, I had a homeboy that happened to him. All of a sudden his wife just locked her phone, started putting passwords on it. What's that about? All of a sudden? Uh-huh. And here's like one of the number one um signs that your boyfriend is cheating. The sex habits change. Mm, yeah, I said it. I did. I said it. You used to get it two, three, four times a week. You know what I'm saying? Was going down, little sneaker freaks in the corner. Now all of a sudden it's once a week, sometimes twice, and even then you damn near got a bag for it. Really? Mm-mm. That's a good sign. That's showing up a good sign. Either he's cheating on you or he's coming out with an STD and he's trying to put, um, wait until that, until that antibiotic go through him so he ain't got it no more. <laughs> no, I've seen that happen. Some of that stuff you can get rid of kind of quickly, and if you get an antibiotic, it just, okay, sorry. <laughs> I'm just saying, if the sex habits change, that's a really good sign. Something's going on. So these are some signs to know that your, 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 your dude is cheating on you, okay? Now, here's the thing that you could do to check on you know, your boy, if you're wondering, or your girl for that matter, if you're wondering, you know, how how bold she is and she's really in love and he's really in love with you like he says, here's a great test. Now, you guys, this is a dangerous test, but I'm going to tell it to you anyway, okay? It's called the trade phones for a day test. Mm-hmm. Yes. No passcodes, full access. See how that goes for you. Ask your man to trade phones. I went in the spot like, hey, let's trade his phone for the day. He'd be like, Why? I want to see if you as bold as you said you are, if you as clean around the or around the edges like you say you are. Is there any rings around the tub I should know about? Because if you get that phone for a day, you can find out a lot of interesting things. So that's one way. Now, really quickly, I'm going to try to run through this letter real quick, you guys. I have this letter that I wanted to read to you that I thought was interesting. Um, so here I go. I'm going to read kind of quickly, okay? She writes, my boyfriend talks about trust and stuff all the time. And I do trust him to an extent. However, he talked about cheating on his past girlfriend. I asked if he'd ever uh, contemplated cheating on me, and he said he had thought about it, but he loves me too much to do that to me, that the lust isn't worth losing love. It kind of bugged me, she said, though, although he could, excuse me, she said, uh, it kind of bugged me, that he even considered cheating as an option. He's a good eight hours away right now finishing school. He's been home. He'll be home in a month or so. I'm just starting to doubt our relationship. What should I do? Or better yet, what would you do is what she asked. And I, was a, I thought this was a great question because if you knew that your, your boyfriend was a cheat in his last relationship, that's already, you know, a couple of yellow flags right there. Well, if you find out why, like what happened, why did he cheat? But then he said that he considered cheating on you. The thought had crossed his mind, but his love for you held him back. Ooh, what would I do? Okay, let me tell you. Most of your friends, especially female friends, depending if they know him or not, are going to tell you that you probably need to pull out now because once a cheater, always a cheater. That's what people say. Once a cheater, always a cheater. That's just like saying once a stank hoe, always a stank hoe. Because your first kid was out of wedlock from some man who's a stupid, but now she has two kids from her husband, and they've lived really well off. 
You know what I'm saying? So that's crap. Don't believe that whole once a cheater. Always, I don't believe in that. But um, I what would I do if I was told that? I would first ask why did he feel he needed to cheat? That's the first question. Why did you feel that way? Because, like you said, it was lust. He just saw a big pair of breasts over there somewhere and thought, ooh, I can touch them. Okay, that's one thing. But is it because you, his spouse, isn't giving him what he needs? Then that's another situation. So that would be a conversation I would have to have with him. But then ultimately, what would I do? I would automatically leave. I would just have him underneath a microscope. I would be paying attention. I would be watching. I would randomly ask for the cell phone switch day. Yeah, right now, let's just switch right now. Like, no, 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 don't, don't clean out the text messages. Let me just see what, what's going on. You know what I'm saying? So I wouldn't just leave, but I would definitely um, keep him under a microscope and watch his habits and see if his outfits change, see if, you know, if you guys get to a point of being sexually, you know, active, if that changes the routines. You know, I watch, I really would. So that's, that's that's my thoughts on that one, um, ladies. Um, and for anyone listening, please uh, hit me up on Facebook or Twitter and let me know what your thoughts are in the case of this letter as far as if the dude, you know, said this to you, what would you do? All right, you guys, that's it here on Matters of the Heart. So continue to hang out here at the Kicker Spot as we are um, relaxing and learning ways to live life to the fullest. Um, we're going to talk with Dr. Kevin P. Ryan here shortly retired colonel of the Air Force and author of his latest book, When Tumor is a Rumor and Cancer is the Answer. But first, the Celebrity Hub. Hey, you guys, have you seen the kicker spot? I mean, I'm trying to find the kicker spot. I can't get in? What do you mean I can't get in? I'm Tiangelo. I'm the host. The kicker spot. When you are looking for the latest, the freshest, and the biggest stories in Hollywood, EOTM Blog is a site to visit. There's also a clip of me on the red carpet when I call one of the the wrong name. Ooh, yeah. The kick is spot, kick is spot, kick is spot, kick is spot. The kick is spot, kick is spot, kick is spot, kick is spot. If you know who you are, my bad. Um, It was my first. Because, sorry. The kick is spot, 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 the kick is spot. What's going on? This is your boy, D'Angelo, and you are chilling at the kicking spot. Ooh, the celebrity hub is next. Shh, be quiet. It might be easy. The Kicking Spot Celebrity Hub is brought to you by EOTMblog.com. When you are looking for the latest, the freshest, and the biggest stories in Hollywood, EOTMblog, yes, I said it, EOTMblog.com is the site to visit. I said be quiet, it's coming on, and get off my foot. Hey, you guys, we're now into the Celebrity Hub. And um, that Simon Cowell situation is still, you know, unfolding. Simon Cowell's baby mama, Lauren Silverman, has settled the divorce. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Apparently, she did let her husband go. They are parting ways, and Simon Cowell and Lauren Silverman are going to be together. It's very clear they want to be together. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm just tripping off this whole thing. But anyhow, so Lauren was married um, to Andrew Silverman, but they're getting a divorce, and sources are telling TMZ that they have agreed on some sort of joint custody over their seven-year-old son. 
And as far as the money is concerned, Lauren is gone, is due to get a, some, a little bit more than $2 million. That's not bad. I mean, considering how things turned out for her. She didn't know a man got pregnant by his homeboy. Mm-hmm. I guess $2 million is really, you know, she's stepping her game up. Anyhow, it says that uh, Lauren would definitely live in New York City, where she could be closer to her son. And Lauren and I'm sorry, I'm just stuck, you guys. I'm sorry. Lauren and Simon are definitely very much together, so they're gonna make it work. She's having a baby; he's gonna be daddy, and it's all gonna be great. Uh, Andrew was quoted saying, "As I said all along, my parties was resolving this quickly for the sake of all, for the sake of our son." Lauren and I both love him very much, and I'm looking forward to starting a new chapter in our lives. So he's moving on. He's saving face. He's not going to let you know raunchy over the top right now. But, hey, good luck to everybody involved. I hope the kid doesn't come out crazy or anything, you know. Anyhow, digressing, our girl Kelly Rowland. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but Kelly is publicist. Her team is really keeping her in the public eye in one way or the other. Not you know not in any major way, but I think she's gonna be on the cover of Essence here soon too. But now Kelly Rowland gives a sneak preview of her new fitness DVD. Yeah, Kelly Rowland sat down to give her fans a sneak preview of her new workout video with celebrity trainer uh, Jeanette Jenkins. Um, it's due to come out in October. It's called Sexy Abs Cardio Scoped. Sexy Abs Cardio Sculpt will be a series of intense five-minute workouts that everyone can follow. Kelly's credit, um, credits working out, playing the Wii often, and eating clean, and how she stays healthy and keeps her body in shape. I am a fan of Kelly because I'm a fan of Betsy's child. And a fitness video for Kelly, that makes sense. I mean, she's always been, it seems to be naturally thin. It doesn't seem like she's ever really had a problem with weight. Where with Beyonce, you can see she's kind of more curvaceous and she doesn't watch her weight. I mean, I love my girl B, but those tips will spread, honey, like rumors. But in the meantime, that's what she's doing. So I'm going to check out the video. I'm not a fan of no five-minute workout, though. That doesn't, that doesn't, no, that's not me at all. But I am going to check it out. So I do hope that, you know, this video will become something really fun and, interest, you know, interesting for her. So good luck, Kelly, on your October release. You guys definitely check her out. Chris Brown, as we know, has been continuously in the news. If it's not for one thing, it's another. And... Now it's not for any Rihanna scandals. No, it's not for him um, in another, uh, what you call it, quitting hip-hop. But now he's in the news for his legal troubles. Yeah, some more of them. It just gets worse and worse, poor guy. The singer has been hit with the lawsuit by Shakir, the cousin of Frank Ocean, um, for a steamy brawl that took place. I don't know if you guys remember, but uh, back in January here in Los Angeles, uh, Frank Ocean and Frank Ocean, his crew, and Chris Brown got into a little, you know, fisticuff because of a parking spot or something. It was really, you know, kind of trivial. But anyhow, allegedly, Chris Brown told his bodyguard Hood, his name of the bodyguard, told the bodyguard Hood to um, beat up Shakir. Um, Shakir also claims that Brown edged on the bodyguard, encountering him to, and the quote is, get at that, and the N-word goes there. Why why can't say that didn't work? Why can't I don't know. So he told Brown told the bodyguard to get at that nigga. That's what he said. Um he suffers from a dozen he oh the Shakira suffered from a dozen kicks to the body and several to his head, claiming the beat down left him permanent permanently disabled. Um Shakir went on 
also went on to say that he heard Brown yell, you got you got your ass beat, nigga, and it's all on camera. Now, Breezy, of course, legal team, Chris Brown, legal team is hoping that that's not the case, that there is no camera footage of him saying that. But in the meantime, he has been hit with another lawsuit. Frank Ocean hasn't really said much or whatever about the situation. He's made no comment. So we have to see what's going on for Chris. You know, he continues in the news for, you know, negative press, and that's why recently he mentioned he wanted to kind of cut back on doing music and probably pull it to a close because he's just tired of being ridiculed or talked about or popular because of his, I guess, run-ins with the law and the court system, but he wants to be, you know, more noted for his work. And I'm a Chris Brown fan, but then I would have to go on to say that my dude stayed out of trouble. That's all. I mean, ain't, ain't that difficult? And then, unfortunately, again, if once you – out of the hot pot into the skillet, whatever they say, but when it's bad, it's bad. And recently, Chris Brown has been um, experiencing stress-related seizures. Um, the R&B singer suffered from a non-epileptic yes, a non-epileptic seizure uh, last week while working, in his mu- working on his music at a Los Angeles studio. Uh, USA Today reported that Brown's publicist told the press that Brown had been – working nonstop, and I think with all this stuff going on, you know, with the court systems and with the press and the media and the music, life does get crazy, and now he done gone to seizures. Now, is it, okay, so that's that. Off topic, is it just me, or does it seem like when you rich and have money that you have kind of ailments that the rest of us don't have? Like, they get, like, stressed out and have to go to the crazy man house, you know, or they get on, you know, Lindsay Lohan whole thing. She's crazy, mentally ill, so she back and forth to rehab. We don't do all that. And now Chris Brown is stressed and he's having seizures. I mean, maybe because we don't, you know, we're not national eyes that we don't see it and it does happen. But I've worked at pretty large companies. And, Veronica, have you seen this before? Where did Terrence go? Oh, he left. Okay. Well, I haven't seen someone get so stressed they have seizures. I just, I'm sorry, I haven't. There's something else going on other than just a stressful situation. I mean, my mama got an ulcer, but I don't, she didn't go into seizures because of her stress. But nonetheless, so that's that there, you guys. Chris Brown, interesting indeed. Anyhow, um, you guys, that's pretty much all I'm discussing in the Celebrity Hub tonight. I will say to Chris, I do hope that you, you know, continue to do music and you're able to, to, to get the focus off of your negative indiscretions and back onto your, into your work. But the way to do that is to stay out of trouble. It's not really everybody else is like, oh, they're, you know, and I get it because I know he's talked about, and when he mentioned that, Everyone's still talking about the Rihanna thing that took place eight years ago. He has since went to trial for that, done his you know five years of probation, did his a hundred and some whatever hours of community service, and now has moved on. And he was on the bill to perform at some concert, and when the sponsors found out that he was going to be there, about two or three major sponsors pulled out. Ugh, yeah, I could get it. That's aggravating. I know. Ugh. But I guess if he had you know done the whole cleanup thing, he'd have been okay. If he had done the part where you kind of stay out of trouble and be a good guy for a while, that he'd have been all right, I guess. Yeah, I kind of feel bad for him. And, again, like I said, I'm a Chris Brown fan, but we'll wish him the best. That's what we'll do about that. So, anyhow, you guys, I'll continue to hang out here at the Kicker Spot as we are going to talk with Dr. Kevin P. Ryan, retired colonel and now book author. We're going to talk about his latest book. When Tumor is the Rumor and Cancer is the Answer. We'll be right back, you guys. Oh, I'm sorry.
Hey, everybody. What's going on? This is your boy, T. Angelo, and you are chilling at the kicking spot. We are now gearing up to talk with Dr. Dr. Ryan and discuss his recent book, When Tumor is the Rumor and Cancer is the Answer. So let's go ahead and welcome Dr. Ryan to the kicking spot. Good evening, doctor. How are you doing? Hello. Uh-oh. Did I do that right? Do I have the doctor with me? I'm sorry, you guys. I guess I'm having a technical difficulty. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I'm being told that I'm having some technical difficulties as um, I've lost the doctor. Okay. Well, we'll have to we'll work on getting Dr. Ryan to be to come back on. Um, while we're working on getting the doctor back, let me discuss with you guys The Conjuring. Um, the Conjuring was a great film, and I really loved it. I truly did. It was it was all things awesome for me. And for, okay, first of all, let me just say I didn't plan on seeing The Conjuring. I don't watch television, so I knew nothing about it. Um, so I didn't know you know anything about it going into it. I kind of a lot of my movies I see that way though, and I don't know what to expect at all. But I just kind of go I just kind of go into it. But um, I'm like. And um, so I went into this experience just off the cuff. I didn't know it was based off a true story. I didn't, again, I didn't know anything. Here we go. So, and for you guys who don't know, The Conjuring is about a family who moved into, you know, this new home, started a new life, and beautiful home out in the middle of nowhere. And all of a sudden, spirits of some sort start, um, spirit, I don't know, spirits of some sort start, you know, trickling through the house and moving stuff and knocking stuff down and touching the kids, all kinds of weird things. So, um, anywho, it was all that going on. And so what made the movie so good is because the, the cast was amazing. I mean, I truly did enjoy all the characters. And a, a few more details on the family. It was a mother and the husband and five girls. They had five girls, believe it or not. And they move into the house. Small things start happening, like, this little girl's foot was being touched at nighttime. She thought her sister was playing a joke on her, and then her foot got snatched from the foot of the bed, and when she looked down, there was no one there. And so the spirits were kind of like around, but you couldn't fully see them. And pictures started getting knocked off the wall, but it was really eerie. It was really eerie at times. And then, of course, you know, it would get really silent and get you all, you know, in the corner, and you felt all kind of shaky inside, and then, boom, something would happen and scare you, you know. And I jumped at least twice. I jumped at least twice. I think a few people actually had, like, outbursts. I think I mean, had outbursts, too. And the whole theater was tripping. Like, the whole theater was tripping. And you can't even figure out how it's going to end. You can't really figure out what the story is going to do next. And you just kind of go along with it. I'm trying to get you guys to figure out who was in it. Hold on a second. Let's see. Who do we have in this film? We had, um, oh, the wife was Vera Farm Farmigan. I pronounce, no, that's not how you pronounce her name. Farmiga, I pronounced it wrong, but she played Lorraine, and she was awesome in her role. She played the mother, and it was really great because she, um, when she eventually got, I don't want to take it away from you, but when her character goes through a major transition, um, she, I'm not sorry, she didn't play the mother. She played the, she played the wife, the one who helped fix everything. And she was so sweet. She was so innocent. I loved her fashion and high collars and everything. So it was it was really – she was really great. She was really perfect at giving you this innocent um, energy. And when she would feel the spirits around you, you could just 
sense it through looking at her like, oh, my goodness. And there was a scene when she walks into the room, everything's like normal, and when she tells them, she says to the family, um, you guys actually have demons on your backs. They're actually on your back. And when I walked into the house, I saw them on your children's back. There's one hooked to your wife, and there's a few in this house. I mean, when she does it, she does it so calm like it was a normal everyday thing, but she says it with this humbleness and this love that makes you kind of feel for her, too. It was just great. I'm sorry. You had to see her in action. It was awesome. And then to move on and to move on through the storyline, um, I guess you just had to see. It was just slow. It was perfect pacing. Now, I will say as a constructive criticism, I thought it was a bit longer than it had to be. It was a bit longer kind of towards the middle. You kind of got stuck like, ooh, would you please move? Could you please move? And it wouldn't. It would kind of just stay there. But it was great. I'm sorry. I'm trying to tweet you guys. Okay, so it was just great, awesome film. If you get a chance, check out The Conjuring because it was amazing. And again, if you love the fear factor, it was what it was what it was exactly what you need to make it all pull together. And then for the ending, you kind of just didn't see it coming. And uh, I'm sorry, this is difficult. I'm gonna have to do a different type of movie review. I'm gonna let you guys know when I do my next movie review that if you haven't seen the movie. I don't know if you want to listen to me because I won't tell you the endings. I won't ruin it for you, but I do want to give you guys more detail because that's how I tell stories. That's what I'm going to do next time. I'm going to tell you guys more because I feel like I just butchered this one up, and I can't start over because I can't. It's too late. So I'll make it a point to see another movie here soon so we can discuss that one, and I'll give you guys the review the way I regularly do it. Okay, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, I promise. Okay, so, you guys, we do have Dr. Ryan here with us. And so, um, without further ado, we're going to go ahead and talk with the doctor um, in regards to his latest book, When Tumor is the Rumor and Cancer is the Answer. So let's go ahead and welcome Dr. Kevin Ryan to the show. Good evening, doctor. How are you doing? All right. Thank you very much for this time to talk to you and your listeners. Also, thank you for being here with us and writing this great and very understand you know book I can understand. <laughs> Well, that's Thanks. great to hear because that was the point, to try and reach out to as many families and patients who are in that very frightening position of about to be diagnosed or just diagnosed with cancer. Right. And uh, the first question I wanted to ask right off the bat is, why this book and why now? Well, after a few decades, uh, close to 30 years of practicing, it became clear to me that there isn't a lot of time that can be spent uh, in talking with, with the oncology team and talking with the families and the patients, and it really had a, a big need. The patients were making it very clear to me that something comprehensive that they could refer to at any time that would walk them through the entire experience didn't exist out there. It was mostly relying on their piecemeal experience or books that only covered a partial uh, aspect of it. So it was really a labor of love to uh, try and reach out to as large an audience about what happens when it goes from a rumor of tumor all the way to cancer being the answer and everything mm -hmm. included in the journey. Uh, also, I was planning on moving on into other areas, so I wanted to make sure I got this done before I did. Oh, okay, okay. And I would definitely say that the book, I think, very much encompasses that because right in the beginning of the book, you have the chapter, read the directions first. So yeah. Do you find do you find that patients miss that step? Yes, uh, there's been published peer-reviewed literature 
which has shown that we can go a lot farther than what we have gone on psychosocial support of patients. And when we do, it has a profound impact on the quality of their life and of their families. So as you know, having read that section, I try to portray to them things that they're not really original. Perhaps the way I put the words together is, but mm-hmm. the sages of antiquity have been saying these things from before Aristotle and Plato to modern times, what makes a good and fruitful life, especially when you're under a great deal of pressure. Oh, that's, oh, that's great. Now, when you talk, and on the cover, it talks about being a comprehensive, you know, the book is meant to be comprehensive so we can actually understand it where it's now written over our heads. When you, How did you approach that? Like, you know, with the terminologies and all this new vocabulary one has to learn, how did you approach that? Again, patients teach you ways to communicate if only you will listen. So I put my heart and my hand and my head into the hearts and heads of my patients and families, having been taught by them over so many years what works and what doesn't. And that's the type of communication I try to affect. It's reassuring to hear you say that I seem to have accomplished that. I, 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 because my grandmother actually suffered from cancer, and she was cancer-free for, like, I think almost a decade, when just two years ago it appeared again. And so this read was kind of, you know, kind of fun because I got to see what I didn't know and got a chance to read about stuff that I did experience while helping her and being there for her in the whole process. So it did. It really was. I think you did very much achieve that comprehensiveness where you didn't feel – because some of the other books that you read, you're trying to get it, and you just can't because it's not making any sense. It doesn't connect with you, and I felt that this, this book did. And speaking of being the family member and the team, you talked a lot about the team and the family and the supporters. How yeah, has, what, yeah can you expound on that? Yeah, uh, this is a, uh, a team situation. Now, we must remember the cancer is no respecter of persons, and the patient is the one with the disease. So their autonomy must be respected and understood as the final decision maker. But the job is to inform them. And the folks at the front office have a little piece of that as far as the mechanics of how the clinic works. The oncology nurses in the back office have an enormous piece with counseling, with active listening, with teaching them about chemotherapy. And the Mm -hmm. quarterback of the whole thing, the oncologist, has a huge piece of trying to diminish the anxiety by giving healthy doses of information and knowledge so that patients can make wise decisions. Uh, and that is, and I think that was really true for me and my grandmother, because with her being more elder, it was just the fact that sometimes they'd be talking, she couldn't receive everything, and so having me there would allow me to catch parts that she missed, and she would catch parts that I missed. And sure. I stressed that in the book that having a scribe or a family member there to to take notes, quite literally. Right. Uh, to hear with another set of ears and then to check in before the visit is over with a physician to say, this is what I understood for you to say to us. Mm -hmm. Is this what you said? And that doesn't occur that often, Uh, and it should. It really should. I agree. Now, for the families out there listening who want to be the best support system they can be, is there anything they should know to be better prepared for such situations? Read the book. 
you know, I don't mean to be uh, don't mean to be flippant or commercial, but read right. the book, get the book. Mm-hmm. You've read it; it's all in there, and Indeed. it'll help them enormously with the journey. They can pick out their chapters as they see fit for the place and position that they're in in their heart and their head, but it's all in there. Right. So, um, so listeners, we are currently sitting here talking with Dr. Ryan about his recent release when tumor. When tumor is the rumor and cancer is the answer. Oh boy, I love your title. <laughs> well, it's so really and it's kind of catchy, you know, but it's true, isn't it? it very much so. Very much so. Now, um, an, a word that I did get introduced to through your book that I was, um, I, I'm going to say it right, anatomy? No. Is that it? Autonomy. 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 Autonomy, yes. The right to self-enfranchisement, the right to be an individual, the right to control your destiny, the right to be the final decider and arbitrator of what it is you're going to do with your decisions and with your life. The Supreme Court in a couple of landmark decisions twice has upheld that in the final analysis, the patient is the one with the disease. The patient is an autonomous entity that stands Mm -hmm. alone to make decisions that affect their life. Because the physicians can advise and counsel and do so rigorously, but the final decision on everything has to be the patient. Thus, we must inform them. We need Mm -hmm. to do all we can to diminish that anxiety by giving them information to turn it into knowledge to make wise decisions. And, And with that information and learning all of that, you know, there's that first step and so for you, the doctor, I would question for someone dealing with tumors and cancer for the first time, how do you approach this topic for the first time? By understanding that the patient and the families don't know much of anything except perhaps what they heard at the beauty shop, perhaps mm-hmm. what they heard at the barber shop, perhaps mm-hmm. what they heard over the phone to well-meaning people who are neither oncology nurses or physicians practicing oncology. You get an awful lot of preconceived notions and ideas delivering themselves into the first encounter. On top of that, you have immense anxiety because they don't know anything. Anxiety is fear of the unknown, and that's precisely what's going on. So you have to hold on to that thought when you're talking to these folks and break through, making sure that you do all the verbal and nonverbal cues and clues that you're in this together, that this is a journey, this isn't just another case, and mm-hmm. that they are a patient who's right now swarmed with anxiety but can do better once they hear what their options are and why. Right. And I, I completely agree when you talk about the options because in my grandmother's case, she had the option to do the chemo or not. She could have done the mastectomy, um, the few other options that she had, and she didn't want to go through the chemo. And being informed helped her be, make a better decision. She didn't do it. She's great today, and she didn't have to go through chemo. And I think she's cancer-free. Uh, yeah, she's cancer-free again. That's a good story. Yeah. So now you mentioned, you know, the different ask, the different areas, and who who are who are part of the first time process. And I thought was kind of it was kind of funny to me. Like, does he have a front desk chapter, a back of office, a nurses chapter because they all affect the process? I thought that was great. So yeah, it's thank almost you. kind of surprising. Like, wow, exactly. I didn't think you're not going to find that in other books. 
I also lay down about 20 or so rules for inpatient care. Where there I'm talking to medical students, medical residents, fellows, attending physicians, the patient and the family of what they should expect and demand when they're an inpatient because things are more serious then and things can go wrong. A hospital, remember, is a place where sick people are. So you need to act accordingly and follow the rules that work. Indeed. And again, to all the listeners, this is another reason this book would be perfect for you as far as obtaining knowledge. When tumor is the rumor and cancer is the answer. And again, all those, all the persons, the front desk, the back of office, the nurses, they totally affect the process because if one of them throws a monkey wrench in the, you know, in the system, it could just terrify the family or the patient. Again, like you said, to believe one of their preconceived notions because that very, person very said true. something that was completely off. And now when it comes to the patient meeting you for the first time, the connection, how important is it? Well, frankly, you should really put on your, and I don't mean to say the word acting, but you should put on your interpersonal skills. Sit down, a warm handshake, perhaps holding a, a forearm when you shake. Uh, it all depends on the personal space held comfortable by the you know the patient. Introduce mm-hmm. yourself. Explain that you know that this is a scary time and that they have anxiety. Tell them that we're not going to finish this encounter until it's clear you really know an awful lot that you will be able to know, you will be able to remember, and we can go over it again if you haven't, and that you mm-hmm. will leave here much more knowledgeable than when you walked in. We'll spend the time to do that. And friendliness, uh, warmth, these things are unmistakable. You get one chance to make a first impression. You True. need to make a really good one. Indeed. Indeed. Okay. Now, something um, recently, well, not too recent, but not too long ago, actress Angelina Jolie went public with her dealings with cancer and how she handled it. Do you feel that with, you know, let's say a trending topic or a trending actress like herself bringing it to the forefront is good for this topic to make it a little bit more comfortable? Yes, I do. God bless her. She did so in an accurate an appropriate manner where the prior history of family members was made clear that mm-hmm. she had genetic tendencies to that were very, very high to have mm-hmm. both sides and recurrence of cancer unless she considered preventive or prophylactic mastectomy. There was responsible reporting, and that occurs frequently because the person telling the story gives a measured and controlled and responsible report to the mm-hmm. media which she clearly did. She recognizes that she's an icon of beauty throughout multiple cultures and mm-hmm. to step forward also and say, I'm still just the same person with or without my breast present. I'm still just the same uh, person capable of love and all these other things that one can do when given this diagnosis. You can be brave. You can go forward. Uh, and you can also recognize that I'm no different than you are. These were kind of messages that came across from the way she handled it. Mm-hmm. And I, I celebrate it. It could have been, you know, secrecy, sneaking out, reading in tabloid journals, getting the medical facts wrong. She did a good mm-hmm. job. Now, there's still people that aren't going to listen critically or don't right. know how to recognize the profound risk that she was facing 
to have a bad a bad situation come sometime in her future. There will be some that will either think that's true for everyone or only true for her. Well, they're not they're not reading and listening critically, but for mm-hmm. the majority, she made it clear, and I celebrate that. I think, frankly, when you're that much in the public eye, you have to recognize when such things happen. Do I have an opportunity to use my celebrity to help others? I'm not yeah. saying you do that every time, but you at least have to address that issue where the private life might be of great assistance and help when placed in the public uh, arena. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you, concur 100%. Now, continuing on the trending topics and celebrity comes the Internet, the monster himself. What do you think about people who go online to find their information? Well, about 30 to 40% of cancer patients, either before they're diagnosed but are about to be, or right after they're diagnosed, and perhaps later in their course when there is not conventional therapy available, will at least visit or look around the Internet. Remember, although there can be superb information, and there is, on multiple sites in the Internet, it's the search terms that determine where you land, and it's an education that tells you if where you landed was responsible. Now, I think thinking of it in that manner is very profound and guides any answer to the question that you just asked, which is an important one. If you have garbage in, namely asking the wrong questions, you're going to get mm-hmm. garbage out. If you land on a site because of what it is you asked for and don't have the discriminating skills, then you're not going to know whether or not you have anything responsible. The National Cancer Institute, National Institutes of Health, have superb websites aimed to be readable by patients that go through all the various tumors and the various aspects of oncology care. And that is a very good Internet website. And I name a number of other ones uh, in the book. But you have to be discriminating. And that backs right up to complementary and alternative medicine. The vast majority of those things are not proven in peer-reviewed literature where other physicians are looking critically, trying Mm -hmm. to find the truth versus the fault of doing a correct and appropriate clinical trial, making observations and deriving conclusions. That's how it's done. That's how it should be done, and we should never stray from that. Otherwise, you have no idea whether you have an answer or not. Remember... The majority of those alternative therapies have not been scrutinized whatsoever, and we all know that anecdotes are not answers. They're just singular expressions of something that may have happened once, and you might not even know the circumstances under which it happened. And the majority, right, the majority of these potions and pills and remedies that are proffered to be of some type of care have not been peer-reviewed. They're not approved by the FDA because they don't have to be, because they don't claim to be safe and efficacious and effective for a particular therapy. They're called food additives or supplements. Well, your motivation is money. There's no motivation to put them through trials. Finally, the National Cancer Institute and many other cooperative oncology groups do follow what's coming out out of the complementary and alternative world. If something looks like it might have promised, they they grab it, up to 1,500 different compounds per year, to test and see if, in fact, they may have something to bear. Because some of our drugs come from the plant and animal kingdom, uh, fundamentally. 
So okay. it all has to work together in an intelligent, critical mindset. Yeah. Very well, well, of course, but very well said. <laughs> very You're well welcome. Well, awesome. Well, Dr. Ryan, this has very much been, in a, I mean, to all the listeners, the book is very informative, very helpful. And to Dr. Alex, you know, I, it was definitely an enjoying read and very comprehensive. So you have definitely achieved your goal there. And with this segment being about salute to heroes, I want to take this opportunity to salute you for your oh, service you. that you bestowed upon our country to allow us to all exercise the rights and freedoms that we have today. So yeah, I I'm take a, a retired pro- colonel in the Air Force. I didn't know that you knew that. Uh, so uh, you're <laughs> welcome. You're welcome. And if uh, if you feel as strong as you do, put a review on Amazon.com if you get the chance. Uh, we I'll- can certainly use those. There's some on there now. and. They're all saying about the same thing. Definitely. I'll have to have me and my team write reviews and put them there. That would be awesome. I very much so. And I have to make it a point to know about my guests. I always try to find little, you know, little key points about them that they didn't know was still out there and found. But, yes, I did find out you were a colonel, and I'm greatly appreciative for your service. So, again, I thank you. Well, until next time, Dr. Ryan, this has been an awesome time. Thank you for providing us with this information. You're welcome, and I really enjoyed this time together. Well, thank you. Until next time, you have a great night. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye. To all the listeners, you guys, we just talking with Dr. Kevin Ryan for his book, when, Rum- when Tumor is the Rumor and Cancer is the Answer. This is an awesome book that you definitely want to pick up. You can go to TianzoLive.com and order your copy now. <laughs> okay, because knowledge is power, and you want to be fully informed. You guys continue to hang out here with your boy, Tiangelo, at the kicking spot, and we'll be right back. What's going on? This is your boy, Tiangelo, and you are chilling at the kicking spot.
I'm going I'm going to go karaoke this weekend. That would be great for my birthday. We're going to do karaoke in L.A. Live. That's going to be awesome. I think my sister might come down this weekend. That would be fun. Uh, I won an EOTM award for for best internet radio, no, for outstanding talk show host. That was exciting. Um, I got the flash screen TV. That was exciting. My mother, she's beautiful. I love her. I guess I could talk about family issues. I could really use some help with that one. What do you do when one of your family members is being completely uh, idiotic, irresponsible, and affecting the entire family in a major way, and you feel like you want to go fight somebody? Maybe I should do a segment like that. That would be matters of the heart because it is regarding my honor. <laughs> I'll tell you guys, Ryan is waving her arms for me to stop it because she knows that I'm bothered by this topic. But I figured I could let you guys in on the secret that I'm at. But it's okay. Stress-free, right? Got to live life to the fullest. Got to live it to the fullest. But, um, all righty, well, I'm so informed. I've had a blast. Um, you guys definitely, please hit me up in regards to the, the matters of the hard topic tonight. Um, I I really loved this topic. I am going to have to post about people writing me letters in regards to cheating, cheaters, and I'm going to have to do it, but this is going to be the twist to it. I'm going to hear from the people who've been cheated on, of course, but more importantly, who I want to hear from is the person we never really get a chance to talk to, the cheater. I want to talk to the cheater. Like, here's people who got cheated on. I get it. You know what I'm saying? I heard you talk before. I know. But let's talk to the person who actually did the cheating and found out why. Maybe let's talk to the mistress who was with the married man and find out why, like, those are the ones we need to hear from and not from a place of hating on them. I don't want to hate. Y'all might want to hate. I don't want to hate. I want to just hear what happened. I do. And like like Dr. said, you know, you you have you want to have knowledge so you can make a, a responsible decision. And I think if we know why people are cheating and how it happens, it can help make sure it's not us. So just know that every time somebody, a man cheats on a woman, it is not his fault. I don't care what y'all heard. I do not care. No, he had to do it. Uh, you can push your man out of your arms into somebody else's. Know that easily. You keep being a stank hoe and have a nasty attitude, somebody will take care of it. And whatever every chick won't do, another woman will. Y'all heard it. It's true. And in some cases, you just have some bad men who just can't keep it in the pants. So that's just what it is. Well, all righty. Well, and then the girl and her boyfriend, he told her that he thought about cheating on her. I don't think I would ever admit that. And the one person like, well, T, at least he kept it real. He was being truthful. All truths don't necessarily need to be heard. You know what I'm saying? I don't need all your truths. Like, just because you told the truth doesn't mean you get off the list. You know, it's like telling me that you cheated on me. But I told you the truth. Who gives a crap? Get your shit and go. Sorry. Whatever. But that's a good question. Do you want to tell you that? I don't think I want you to tell me that. Just keep that one to yourself. I thought about cheating on you, but I didn't because I want to ruin our love. That's like a red carpet answer anyway, so you could just keep that to yourself. I'm backtracking. I'm sorry. I just thought about it. All right, you guys, let me go ahead and get out of here. Um, be sure to swing by Tangelo.com, you guys, and sign up and join Team Tangelo. We want to build Team Tangelo to be a mega force in, 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 me, in the media world. And, and um, if you are dating a cheater, be sure to play it safe. 
be sure to play it safe. And if you're wondering, are you dating a cheater, remember the, the obvious signs, changing the physical looks and all that jazz. You can refer back to some more, but most important is that sex life. And um, don't forget to swing by com to order your book today for our when rumor, when tumors of rumor encounters the answer. All right, you guys, keep an eye out for all my birthday parties and things of that nature. I'm behind on getting the last two events out. I really am, but I'm working on the invitation. It's almost done. All righty. So until next time, everybody, be sure to live life to the fullest. Just live. And I am your host, T'Angelo. Good night. It's your boys, welcome to the kicking spot. It's your boys, it's your boys, I'm your host, T'Angelo. T'Angelo. Why did I have a visual? I was partying to the break of dawn. How did I know who recorded the video? T'Angelo. OMG. It's kind of sporadic. So, no. Okay, for better words. Apparently, I'm eager to when I talk about myself all the time. Go, go, go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Kickers Spot. I'm your host, T'Angelo.